You are now listening to the Curtis King Podcast. What's going on with you music producers? Once again, it's Curtis King here with the Curtis King Podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is a podcast specifically for music producers, but for thinkers and creatives alike. We like to put an extra emphasis on mental health when it comes to this podcast. And then we also like to call people on a bull (laughs) on this podcast. Today is not going to be an exception to that. For those that are listening to the traditional podcasting platforms in the Spotify and the Apple podcast, I just want to just quickly say thank you for listening and choosing to tune into this podcast. Uh, We also like to encourage you to give us a five star rating as well as leave some commentary. If there was something today that was said that resonates with you or you just want to share your experience with other people, we would greatly appreciate it. Secondly, shout out to my YouTube family. We also do a video version of this podcast on Curtis King TV. Curtis King with two S's. You can find that on YouTube and or in the show notes of the podcast. That being said. Today, we're going to talk about the type of music producers that I would never purchase a product from. We're obviously talking about music producers that are individual brands, which you're starting to see more and more frequently pop up. You're starting to see producers that are selling their methods towards beat selling. They're selling their approach to whatever it is. I'm I'm even opening up back my courses for Curtis King University which if you go to CurtisKing.com, you'll be able to go ahead and access all the courses that I have available now. However, as you see more and more producers that are showing up and they're showing their face, there's something to be applauded. It's great to see more folks that are all throughout the lands of music production, sharing their knowledge, sharing their strategies in an attempt to help other people. I think it's also an accomplishment to see us be the 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 mascots and the faces of our products instead of hiring somebody else or, you know, trying to do it in other ways. It's so encouraging to see. So I guess I got to make sure that I preface this first as that. However, just like in any other industry, you're going to have your people who come in and they have good intent and you're going to have your folks that come in and they have very shallow intent. And I get hit with ads all the time, specifically on my Instagram. And this is not inspired by one in particular ad that I saw, but really just a growing group of advertisers that I don't think they understand or they're not in tone or they're out of the tone of of the year that we're living in and the responsibilities that we have as quote unquote public figures. And I think it's time for a disruptor like me to talk about it. I've been watching all week um, a really great disruptor who I had had no idea would be such a great disruptor in Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown, if you don't know, is a former NBA player that was a number one pick, was highly touted. And his career afterwards was was uh, underwhelming to what folks projected right Michael Jordan one of the greatest if not the greatest basketball player of all time is actually the 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 uh GM owner that that drafted him 
And with that kind of a cosign from one of the greatest players of all time, the pressure was on. He had a bit of a career that was uh, underwhelming, to say the least. Uh, but aside from that, what got lost in the mix of that, since, you know, folks made him the butt of the joke and they talked bad about, you know, the things he didn't accomplish as a basketball player, what got lost in that is that he was a young man that was able to make a amazing living doing something that he loved and that provided for his family. And that is not a perspective we hear very often or we haven't in the past heard very often because there hasn't been platforms for folks like himself or like a Darko Milicic or a Greg Oden or players from any sport that had less than what they were projected uh, uh, outcomes from when they came out of college. I say this to say that he just had enough. And over the last month, he has been unloading full clip on basketball analysis, former players who have made him the butt of the joke. And because of these beautiful platforms like YouTube, Instagram Live, he now has a platform of his own, right, to say it how he wants, speak it how he wants to people who are willing to listen and agree with this point of view. This hasn't always been like that, but that is the world we're living in. And it's a double-edged sword, but I, I, I tend to see it as a very positive thing because it makes us not see people in a one-dimensional perspective. It makes us see folks like Kwame Brown for the, the all-around human being that he is. Same thing with you and I. We are more than just music producers. We are more than just musicians. We are more than just what we do. Who we are is how we do it. And I think that he's showing how he did it, why he did it, the things that he may have endured during that process that we as fans don't have the pleasure of having perspective of. And he's unloading on these folks who have been making him the butt of the joke. They picked the wrong one because he has that Bernie Mac energy. This man is hilarious. This man is a disruptor. Go just go check out a live stream or a compilation video on YouTube when you get a chance. You'll see that he represents the world we are living in now and that you can no longer insult people and expect their long-term business. Now, what does it have to do with those advertisers that I talked about earlier? Well, I believe, and it's been my belief, it's not the first time that I've said this, that there's many of these advertisers that go through whatever their mentors or whatever their schooling of, of marketing is. And these mentors are these programs that they go through teach them how to sell in a very similar way to what pickup artists utilize, the tools that pickup artists utilize to get women. We're going to break all that down today. There's a term, and I want to get like a, a, a good definition on it because, I, I mean, I, I know it for what it is, and I can see it from both perspectives, but there's a term that pickup artists use called negging. Negging is an act of emotional manipulation whereby a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or otherwise flirtatious remark. Make sure I got that. 
had to go to the page to another person to undermine their confidence and increase their need of the manipulator's approval. Now, to break that down, it is a form of, of, of emotional manipulation. It's like a guy walks up to a young lady and she's obviously beautiful. She might be a nine or a 10 in most folks books. And he already knows that everybody is Google lied around her. So he walks up to her and he says something that uh, and there's a few different parts of necking we're going to talk about. But he'll walk up to her and he'll say something like. Um, uh, you know. What was what is a negative? What, what would be like like um I don't know. Yeah, 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 That that color doesn't look good on you. And she's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I don't think red's your color. Anyways, what's your name? And it may not be that direct. I don't I don't utilize these these tools, but I understand it when I see it. Basically what it is is that you take a guy who maybe on most folks scale is a six, seven and wants a woman that is on an eight or nine or a 10 to come down to their level. Well, they must start poking at the things that they may be insecure about. Like you're cute, even though you wear your hair like that. Thank you, I think. And it makes them supremely insecure or it makes them self-conscious at least. And it brings them to a place where there's they, they, they don't they no longer feel solid grounding underneath their feet. And now they're talking to this person that has flipped the script into you want my approval. Even though they've never been qualified, you want their approval now. Well, wh why would you say that? What's wrong with my hair? What's wrong with the way that I. It, it's 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 a slime ball approach to things. That's one perspective of negging. Another one is. And I guess I don't know if that's necessarily categorized as negging as the pickup artists have called it. But there's another perspective in that there's the playful teasing that occurs between two human beings who are like, we obviously have our true selves and then the representation of ourselves. Right. When you first meet somebody, you're meeting the representation of them, the best foot they can put forward. And. There's always that person that can be like, this party lame as hell, ain't it? Don't even for it. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you said that. I thought I was the only one that felt that way. And it's like you're able to do that. And then you start talking to one another and it's like, that's a pretty cool job if I knew what the hell that meant. And it's like, you know, it, it, it it's that playful back and forth and and like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, you want a Tic Tac? <laughs> oh, why would you say that? I just, I just, you know, it's warm in here. I don't know. Maybe your tongue could use a Tic Tac. And it's like that playful back and forth conversation that occurs that it it's not from a hurtful place, but it's a place that like takes off that layer of protection and security in in sort of uh, ice that is created between strangers. So it breaks the ice. So there's two different ways to look at it. But what I have noticed within my peers, what I have noticed within these advertisements that pop up is that you'll get a person that gets on this camera and immediately starts to poke at the things that they think that you as a music producer are insecure about and can't handle hearing about it. They poke and they poke and they poke and they poke at the things that are areas of scarcity for you. They poke at your current financial circumstances. They poke at 
your lack of placements. They poke at your lack of influence. They poke at your insecurities. They poke at your inability to network. They'll look for anything to poke at and not just poke at, but fully insult your intelligence, fully insult your manhood, your womanhood, fully insult your financial status, your job. And I know you hate your job. I know your job sucks. Just say it. And they talk to you in a way that is so condescending. It comes off confident. When you look at them, it makes them feel like, ah, damn, maybe you're right. Like, I mean, I hate that you had to say it like that. But now that I'm thinking about it, they play to 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 a lower energetic field in you. And I've noticed this. I've seen it. I laugh at it. I laugh because these are folks that I would never I would never buy from. I would never purchase from because I know what they're doing and understanding that term nagging. It's the same ideology and the same mindset applied to advertisement. Advertisement pops up. They find a problem in you. They poke at that problem. They make you feel like that problem is life or death for your music career as a producer. But before they go, they offer a solution that can comfort this problem that you weren't even thinking about 40 seconds before. They offer some kind of relief. And when they offer the relief, you're like, oh, my God, man, well, hopefully I can afford him. And then they say programs like this usually cost this amount of money. And you're like, shit, I know it. I know it. But for today, for this price today, I can let it go for you. Really? They poke out another problem. And then I mean, it's some of it is. All of it is manipulation, right? All of it is manip manipulation, straight up. And part of it is just the psychology of buyers. We as human beings buy for two specific reasons. We buy to either attain pleasure or to avoid pain. That's the two reasons why we buy anything. The second one is the more powerful one to avoid pain. We will do anything that we can to avoid pain, whether it's imaginary or it's real. I'll give you an example. There are products out here that sell us upon who we will become if we attain a certain vehicle or a certain car. This is what you're going to look like in this vehicle. This is what you're going to feel like. This is going to be the quality of life. These are the people that are going to be attracted to you. That one is to gain pleasure, right? The opposite would be, say, for instance, a safe, a money safe. The worst thing in the world is for you to make all that money that you're making and to have thieves, identity thieves, take it. Within a snap of a finger, get this security system. Hackers online are becoming more, more intelligent by the day. Get this encryption software that is going to protect you for a lifetime with a snap of a finger. That's literally every product when you think about it. It's either to give you pleasure or to help you avoid pain. But that avoiding pain 
generally when you ask people, would you rather buy something? Would you rather have one of two scenarios? One, would you rather learn how to make $20,000 or would you rather know a way to protect $20,000 that you already have? Right. Now, depending on your circumstances, most folks probably would would at this point be like, of course, it's 20,000. But the polls that they have shown have shown that people want ways to protect it because they want to avoid the pain of losing what they've already worked for. Right. The other scenario is imaginary situation. You don't have it. But if somebody said whatever money you have, forget the number amount, whatever money you currently have. There are hackers out here that, that they're, they're, they're coming, they're coming. This imaginary pitch, there's hackers out there that that they're coming. There's a way that you can protect it, that is indestructible, that will never fail. And if you don't get this today, they're coming. Hell yeah. Let let, let me, let me know. Let me give it to me. Give it to me. But it's all manipulation. It's all manipulation. And I think it's time to call these folks out. I think it's time to call these folks out. I think that it's time to not only call these folks out, but tell them to do better and also make sure that you recognize them when you see them. You will never see me purchase a product from someone that is pitching to the lower frequencies within me, that is pitching to a person within me that that thinks less of what I currently have. If you're pitching to me that I'll never be a serious music producer, I'm not listening. If you're pitching to me that you're never going to make it when we can't even define what make it means from producer to producer to producer, because there's so many variables of what that means, I'm not buying from you. If you're pitching to me that everybody else's this is using this and you're missing out, it's not going to do it for me. Right. And I say that in knowing there's some of those tactics that are just marketing one on one. And some of the stuff is unavoidable. But when you put a human being in front of a human being, it is such a powerful interaction. And you have to make sure beyond the copy of your ads, beyond the. The 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 meme versions of your ads, you must make sure. That you are not negging. Are pounding down the very producers that you are hoping to support with your money, with their money. And I get it. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. How can someone who has no influence over you who feels confident or feels whatever you feel, how can they assert some kind of dominance over you instantly by making you believe that you're missing out on something, by making you believe that you're less than something, by making you believe that you'll never attain the goals that you're working for unless you get this thing that you didn't even know existed five seconds before. I understand it's acting. Hate the what, what did they used to say? Hate don't hate the player, don't hate the game. Like I, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. We're in a new day though. We're in a world where a Kwame Brown, who had to, who 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 didn't have to, he, 
He sat by and watched one perspective be told about his story. And within a three week span, he got the Internet going nuts. Speaking his truth. The risks are higher if you are playing that nagging game. The risks are so high that it's going to make people not look at your product anymore. They're going to look at you. Because obviously there's going to be people who just, they're going to forever fall for that, right? They kind of want somebody to speak to the insecurities in them because it allows them to it allows them to to make an excuse for why they don't have the things they don't have. Well, this ad told me, and I believe that secretly inside. So that's why. But. I don't care how many jets these producers are sitting in front of, how many cars they're sitting inside of, how many stacks of money they, they use on the side of them for attention how many awards, plaques they throw in front of my eyes. Do not give a shit. That doesn't tell me nothing about your product. That doesn't tell me anything about what your product can do for me. Talk to me. Your consumer is changing. It is no longer the infomercial world where you could throw any rinky-dink product up at 2 a.m., and hordes of people would go to it because they're already at home alone and feeling vulnerable and feeling like they just want to spend money as money as, as spending therapy. Right. What do they call it? Uh, retail therapy. It's a different world now. And I see that within my younger sibling and in a way that she won't even support a brand. If she can run the, 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 the Googles on them and see that, oh, no, they support this cause. I'm not rocking with that. And she'll completely buy and want to buy from somebody who doesn't even have a corporate name, somebody who has a a mom and pop style business, somebody that's independent, somebody that's black owned. She'd rather. And I understand it because I'm the same way. Instead of me giving my money to these brands that have been around for all of this time and expect my business and feel entitled to my business, I'd rather support someone who's on the cutting edge, someone who's like, we need to switch things up. We need to disrupt this. Those are the people I'm buying from. We're going to finish this topic after this particular commercial break. Shout out to Vaclia Doubler for powering and sponsoring the Curtis King podcast. I'll see you in just a second. The Curtis King podcast is proudly sponsored by the Vaclia Doubler. What is the Doubler? Well, I think better than telling you, I should show you. You trying to tell me I can use this microphone to make beats, to make melodies, to make chord progressions. I can use my voice. I'm all in. Pretty cool, right? Check this out. The Vaclia Doubler represents the future of making music. The Vaclia Doubler is a real-time voice recognition MIDI controller. It offers up a never-before-seen way to translate your musical ideas into reality using the one instrument you've been practicing since birth, your voice. Make more of the music you love without having to worry about how to get your ideas into your DAW. Before the Doubler even sponsored this podcast, I picked it up just because I'm a geek about technology. And I personally picked up the Doubler Studio Kit, which allows you to hum a melody, a synth pattern, or even beatbox one-shots right into FPC if you use 
FL Studio or whatever DAW that you're using. This also allows you to manipulate effects and filters in a way that only the voice can. To get the Studio Doubler kit, all you gotta do is access getdoubler.com forward slash Curtis King. Okay, once again, thank you to Vaclia Doubler for powering the Curtis King podcast. Now, the place that I want to end this on is I want to just look at it from a logical standpoint. Because there may be folks who are like, it's not that big of a deal. This world is way too sensitive. Folks are just making issues out of anything. And it's not, you know, of course, they got to talk a certain way because that's the confidence that's needed to become who they are. I hear you, but the issue that I have with that is this. If someone is truly as successful as they say they are, why do they feel the necessity to sell themselves in the way that they do? Think about it. If somebody approaches you with a good look and they're they're, they have a track record, they've done great business, they've been accumulating a lot of money. What would possess them to put something on the table that obviously takes advantage of you? What would possess them to do that? If you've been successful, truly successful, and we're on the same page that we are investing in one another and that you see me as a partner and not as someone that is a potential employee that you're going to pay off some money to do some work. Why do we have to flip the scales so unevenly? If you got it like that, why are you selling me on a good look? If you got it like that, if you're as successful as you say, why are you approaching things in this way? That's a question that never gets asked. And it's a question that never gets answered. These products, these advertisers, these folks that pop up in our community that have these products that are. They're going to change everything. They're going to, eh, 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 yeah, you need this because you're a loser if you don't have that. The folks who do all that, why do you got to do all that? Why do you have to do that? What is the begging for attention? Why don't you have something that is so successful that it's hard to ignore? There's a difference between creating something for attention, demanding and, 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 and clowning and posturing and, poking your chest out for attention and creating something or being someone that is so good. It's it is impossible to deny. It is impossible to ignore. There's a big difference between those two. When you really sit with that, the people that are begging for your attention, you know what I, I found people who jump up and they beg for your attention. They beg for your business and they, 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 they clout chase or whatever you want to call it. They do all of this stuff just to just to get you to care and just hi, hi. They're temporary. They're temporary. Because when you play that game, you have to always figure out a way to up the ante. When you play that game, you're playing a losing game. You're going to forever have to figure out, OK, so the last one went viral. How can I really get to him this time? Those folks are temporary. Even when it feels like it's for a long term, those folks are temporary. It's always the ones that are so confident, no matter your personality type, you're so confident because some people just have a personality that they ain't even got to say a word and they look loud <laughs> in a good way. Right. Draymond Green is one of those. He's a basketball player. He just looks like he got something to say really loud by saying nothing at all. 
You look at him and it's like his eyes is kind of like. I ain't saying nothing, but I could say a whole lot right now. Certain people just got that look. They can't help it. But for those that are hooping and hollering, jumping up, what you guys don't understand why you producers are so stupid is. And then folks be sitting there leaving emojis like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we stupid as hell. Really? Really? You are no different from the unfortunate young lady who is approached by the bad boy, the asshole. That's the ones that get the girls, right? That's the one that gets the girls. It's the one that's like, shut up. Take my number down and you better call. Text me right now. It, it seems like those are the ones that walk away, right? Those are the ones that get the, and then the nice guys are like, mm -hmm. would you mind if I got the, would you mind if you entered your numerical numbers inside of my cellular device? And she's like, hell no. Right. So I understand the logic behind why there's producers in this space, in this influencer space that feel the need to neg the shit out of you. I understand it. Don't mean I got to like it. And it for sure doesn't mean I'm ever investing my money into it. If your product is good, if your product is solid, I'll hear about it from someone else before I hear about it from you. One, that's one. Two, if your product is going to truly enhance my life. Speak to the enhancements. You don't have to keep pushing at the things that you think that I am insecure about as a producer to make me believe. If you do, I am. It's unlikely that I am to trust you. What the hell am I trust you for? Think about somebody. Think about that person as a friend. Right. The friend that 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 has to always one up you. The friend that always, when you share good news, they got to immediately make it about them and, and something that they're not doing or what. Like when you think about the kind of person that represents the person that no matter what good news or what great happens to you, they find something negative to point out or find some way to bring you back to earth. Right. Or find some way to make you feel guilty about what you accomplished. Those are not friends. Those are toxic human beings. I don't think it's any different from when we see people advertising to us like that. I've had I've seen producers talk about I'm your father. I'm your like you. Y'all are my kids. The hell? Are you, what? What? You don't shut your ass up and sit down somewhere goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all don't see the same thing I be seeing. I know I'm not the only one that sees this. I know you guys see it. And maybe it's some of you that don't actually ever comment, but I know you peep game and you look back and you see these personalities and you're like, oh, you wouldn't say that shit to my face. You, you think you think I was you think I started you think I opened up FL yesterday, huh? For the first time, huh? You think I you think I this, you think this is my first beer, huh? Oh, you think it's my first go around, huh? My first rodeo. Is that right? W what is that? Anybody who feels the need to 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 beat your self-esteem down in order for them to have value, in order for them to be looked at as superior and authoritative, got small PP energy, small wiener energy. And, 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 and I keep posing it as guys because it's mostly guys that I see that do this. It's mostly that as we start to see more. Female producers come into the space of the advertisement world and they're selling their products. Um, you know, uh, there's a producer that I actually see. She's selling her products. Um, and this is not a sponsorship or anything like that. But I just want to make sure I shed light. She's doing it in such a way that's like. It's 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 not about 
trying to nag you into believing. I think it's produced like a boss. Produced like a boss. Is it up here? Because, of course, I'm not I'm typing the wrong thing. Produce like a boss. There it is. Chris Bradley. She does it in a way that she just talks about her product. She highlights the benefits. She talks about, you know, things that may be concerns of yours. But not the need to just hammer over like it's, it's I'm telling y'all, it's that small wiener energy, man. It's that it's that. It's that it's that three foot four guy with his chest poked out with the truck sitting on a, a lifted truck that sits above traffic. <laughs> that gets all the tattoos on the arms and the sleeves and feels the need to always be the one that starts shit up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the one that always, you want to go? You want to go, bro? It's like that energy. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why is your product not good enough to stand upon its benefits? These are folks that I have, I will never, you will never see me buying from. And I encourage you, especially those of you that love to accuse everyone of scamming you, I encourage you. To really look at the human being that is selling to you and try to identify what kind of personality type they are. Also, try to identify what their actual goal is and why and how they're trying to get you to buy. Is it to give you pleasure or to avoid pain? When you identify that, then you'll start to see the characteristics underneath it. Now that you've took that layer down and you're able to identify this is how they're approaching me. Cool. I'm not offended by that. But when they start to get disrespectful, when they start to push out alpha male energy and, and try to make that to be, you know what I'm saying? Like they just come like there's a way to do that. Shout out to the homie Dorian. Dorian does it in a way. The homie Dorian from 82 Group. Dorian does it in a way that's like, look, this is straight, solid, real talk. I'm just going to say it how it is because y'all have been babied for so long. There's a way to do it without it seeming like. Okay, but how good are your products? Because you listen to the folks who do this, they don't know shit about their product. You listen to their beats, and it's like, that's cool. And all of a sudden, they throw placements and throw all of these names at you, and it's like, okay, I know who they are, but who are you? That's another thing that I do. It makes me sometimes not want to start with the placements. I understand why people do it. I understand why I've done it. It's to, it's to validate Right. Your authority is to validate that you've worked with people, that you're not new to this, that you do this. I, I get that. But the folks who just throw a bunch of the placements at you and it's like you want to get it out the way like, yo, yo, stop all that shit. What you do? Who are you? Who are you? And why are you in my ad feed? Why are you in my IG feed? What you did? I work with this person. I work with this. Person. Get your hand out the way. I'm not. Who are you? Bozo, who are you? That's the only question I'll be having. And that gets me to click off an ad so quick. Help me to connect with the human being that you are, because that's the time that we're living in. When you don't do that, when you run the same game, it's going to be a producer that has, doesn't have a platform even as big as mine that is going to come out of nowhere and crumble the very weak foundation that you have doing business like that. In this day and age, 
in the same world as cancel culture, in the same world where perspectives that before weren't necessarily being shared is being shared now. Don't get exposed. It ain't even going to have to be me. I just want to plant the seeds. I just want those that watch and listen to this podcast to understand this exists and you're not crazy for feeling that way. Be careful of the purchases that you make when you're emotionally vulnerable. Be careful of any purchase that you make when you're highly emotional. Be careful of purchases that you make when you're desperate. Be careful of the purchases that you make when you're on a a temporary high. Right? Because most of the time, those are going to be unwise purchases. And sometimes we just got to make us as human beings. We're going to make unwise purchases that make that's part of our that's part of our our multifaceted experience as human beings. It's going to happen. But I have to encourage you to look twice before checking out. And I don't want you to just hold them. These them that we're talking about. I sound like DJ Khaled. They don't want you to win. I sound like that. I'm sorry. But I'm not just saying hold them to that fire. Hold me to that fire as well. That's not a us versus them situation. This is we need to all be accountable for the way that we address things. We need to all be accountable for the way that we attract human beings, not just numbers, not human producers, human beings to our products. I know that what I am asking is all truest and it is is perfect scenario and there's going to be assholes in every industry. There's going to be folks who are going to take advantage of you. You're going to get taken advantage of. I've been taken advantage of. It's a part of the lay of the land. But in this day and age, it is also the responsibility of folks like myself who are disruptors to speak about it, to say something about it, to plant the seeds so that the next time you see that you're able to identify it for the small wee wee energy that it is. Sir, could you not? Could you not? Throw these fancy things in front of my face. And could you just talk to me? If you have a system, well, let's talk about the system. Why are you throwing all that is low hanging fruit? Why are you now turning around and saying your life isn't anything because you don't have these things? like that Jimmy Butler meme. What are we talking about? Hopefully today's podcast helps you identify those personality types or at least helps you to understand you're not the only one that feels like that. Thank you once again for watching and listening to the Curtis King podcast. Uh, I want to say a very heartfelt thank you to everybody that's going to comment on this YouTube video. I'm sure there's going to be some clips here that y'all going to clip up and 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 put up all on your social medias and i highly encourage it even though i'm not really on my social medias i'm doubling and quadrupling down on youtube because that's just where the world of my content is living at right now but i just want to say thank you to everyone that continues to comment thank you for those that continue to support this podcast i see us moving up in the charts um we got pretty damn high actually in the u.s for music commentary charts i think the highest we ever been um Got to double check it, but shout out to y'all for even doing that. That comes from your ratings. That comes from your shares. That comes from your commentary. That comes from you just having a dialogue about it. If there's some things that you feel like I missed, if you think there's some things that you also have noticed that you would like to see be talked about or at least have an open dialogue that changes the culture of these things, let's talk about it. I think that 
in this age, there have been so many people who have touted their financial currency. Not enough that can show you their cultural currency. One of those you can't buy. One of those cannot just be given to you. One of those you got to earn. That is cultural currency has to be earned. I want to see more of that, especially as we start to grow more as an industry. Like I always say, in this life, you will not be full of life until you decide to live life to its fullest. Thank you once again to Voclia Doubler for sponsoring this podcast, which is the Curtis King Podcast. Have a good one.